Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 202 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, how have you been this week and where are you on your way off to? Yes. Uh, thank you, everyone. You know, this is not Monday. You are not supposed to be at work, Magic City Mayhem. Uh, so I am going to Orlando tomorrow. So I have a lot of fun activities. There's a lot of new stuff going on down there that I have to experience to be able to share with everyone. So thank you all for joining in a little bit earlier on a Sunday. It's weird. This is like prime brunch time. But I'm um, right now in New York. I went to see a Broadway show. Life is good. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, uh, I um, ha have been here in Orlando. Hopefully I will get to uh, run into you maybe while you're down here. If not, there's always the next time because you're always yes. back. Yes. Um, I need to visit Crockett's Tavern this week. So, oh, okay. Know, new menu all right. Maybe. Open, so, Maybe we can all meet right, up. but it's but it's not all you can eat anymore, right? Wasn't no. that the one that was a, a yes. the buffet so, back in the day? Trails End was a buffet and family mm, okay. style. Now it's just individual portions and family style that you could take back to your cabin. You can also get individual portions of Hoopty Doo's legendary strawberry shortcake. Oh. Crockett's Tavern has a totally new food menu and they're doing an old fashioned program that's going to change up with seasonal ingredients. So that is like the top of my list of what I need to do at Walt Disney World this week. Excellent. Well, I can't wait for uh, you to report back. Um, I, uh, I made a little visit to the, uh, to the theme parks doing some testing out of touring plans for my upcoming book. Um, but the thing that I wanted to uh, insert in here, um, it's both personal and it's news. Uh, we had to say goodbye to a good friend of Attractions Magazine and uh, the whole theme park community this week. Uh, Jim Corcus, who is a Disney historian. He was a Disney employee, um, both as a performer and also uh, working for the Disney Institute when that was a, an educational program uh, back in the day. Um, he worked in California and in Florida, and um, I got to know him over the last, I know, couple decades. Um, and uh, we even worked on on some some books together. Uh, I last saw him at an event at Give Kids the World, which he was a big supporter of. Just a really uh, wonderful, wonderful guy, um, and contributed a lot of really fantastic uh, Disney history books. Um, you know, he was writing about uh, Song of the South and Splash Mountain uh, before a lot of other people were talking about that. Um, he's done amazing, amazing research. Um, and I know he was working on a, a bunch of new stuff uh, before he passed away. And, and uh, I hope someone's able to rescue his research and his notes um, because he did a lot of a lot of important stuff that I, I think will just be lost now. And it's definitely going to miss him. So, um Thank you, Jim, uh, for everything. Uh, if if you didn't know him or if you did and you want to know more, we have a great interview that we uh, reposted uh, that was done with him, I think, back in 2015 or so for the magazine. 
Um, so go to attractionsmagazine.com. Uh, we've got that posted and, and read that and uh, think of Jim. Yeah, and his family. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. And I'm sorry. Uh, yes, his his brother, um, who I think uh, got to talk to him just before he, he passed away. And, uh, you know, all of all of his uh, his family and uh, and his friends um, thoughts go out to you, everyone. So uh, on <laughs> on that sad note, uh, we are now going to, without any further ado, launch into the news in the queue. All right. Well, if you want to, uh, I guess, raise your glass to Jim uh, at Disneyland or just drink your troubles away in general at the happiest place on earth, alcohol is going to be served even more widely in the original Disneyland park starting on September 12th. Um, yes. You know, it's it's been a gradual drip, drip, drip over the years. It was a big shock, uh, you know years ago when they first announced that you would be able to get alcohol outside of club 33, uh, when they added galaxy's edge with Ugo's cantina. Um, but since then we've seen it spread, uh, to the blue Bayou. And now, uh, we are going to be able to get cocktails and beer and wine in carnation cafe in Riverbell terrace in cafe Orleans. Uh, so more places to get a buzz on in Disneyland <laughs> park. Absolutely. Yeah. So this basically operates, if you think of it the same way as Magic Kingdom Park. So you're not going to be walking around mm -hmm. throwing yep. back a white claw. You no counter service. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, 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 no drinking around the kingdom. No. But what I do love is the outside patio of Carnation Cafe. That's where you could, is one of the places where you can soon be able to drink. Drinking along Main Street is a magical thing. I don't know. There's just something about it. I love like Tony's at Magic Kingdom Park, sitting outside, having a drink and watching everything go by. I love mm -hmm. Disneyland Paris, Waltz, how you overlook Main Street and have a drink. So to me, that that caught my eye because I'm like, you know what? I might do that. I don't usually drink at Magic Kingdom Park. I mean, at Disneyland, maybe one at Oga's, but. Right. Well, you know, I would say uh, you feel that way about Carnation Cafe. That's how I feel about um Cafe Orleans. I love oh, sitting yeah. on the patio out there. Back in the day, they used to just let you order a plate of palm frites, which are like the best French fries on on uh, Disneyland mm -hmm. property. Uh, now you got to get something uh, in order to get them. But fine, sit there, just people watch along the rivers of America, watch people going through uh, New Orleans Square. Um, that will be a lot more fun with a drink, mm -hmm. granted. Yes. <laughs> but on the other hand, Serving alcohol makes people tend to linger longer over their meals, and it's already hard enough to get a uh, to get a reservation at some of these tables. So I'm wondering uh, what that'll do to uh, throughput and average uh, dwell time at some of these restaurants. So Definitely, curious I mean, to see how that works out. Right, I hope it like jacks up the bill, tip the cast members even better with a higher bill. So that's the yes. that's the good part about yes. it. Yeah, we'll definitely see, but this is exciting. I mean, I think pretty much we kind of expected this would eventually happily because it's just been a slow spread. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's been, it's been gradual. I mean, it, it, we haven't been quite gotten to the point where they're, you know, selling shots at the little corn dog wagon. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is, it, it is what it is. Um, would Walt be rolling over in his grave? Um, I don't know. Walt would be smoking a cigarette. So and, and and you can't do that in the park. And drinking a scotch. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, what, what are you going to do? Right. Um, that's progress. <laughs> that's progress. <laughs> uh, well, this kicks off uh, September 12th. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, there will be uh, wine, beer, specialty cocktails, along with mocktails. So uh, if you want to uh, pretend like you're drinking al alcohol um, and, uh, you know, without the uh, without the buzz, that will be possible, too. And of course, uh, if you don't want to wait till September 12th, you can go over to California Adventure Park and they uh, I don't know, they practically have beer coming out of the uh, water fountains there. Yes. So. And these uh, cocktails at Disneyland, they're all pre-batched. So just like yeah. my preference. I don't like sugary things that gives you, that's like a waste of calories. It gives you heartburn. Stick to beer or wine, I would say, if you want a drink, because it's, I mean, I, I, I tell you what, um, if you are in a theme park this summer, I would be sticking to water. Uh, right. Or, I don't know, because Gatorade or something, because no matter what form it is, if it's wine, if it's beer, if it's if it's shots of vodka, it is not hydrating you. It is uh, it is just sucking it out of you. You you are going to have to uh, stay immersed in uh, in Discovery Cove uh, in order to avoid uh, drying out yes. um, <laughs> when you're down here in the Orlando heat because it is it is oh, rough out there. I um I spent uh, a day at Islands of Adventure uh, and I. I never ever do water rides and I had to do all three. <gasps> you did Dudley's? I did Dudley's. I did Popeye. <laughs> I was so soaked. Um, and normally I would be miserable, but it was better than the heat without <laughs> the wet clothes. So absolutely. Yep. I, uh, my heart goes out to the people that do rope drop to close during the summer because I could barely I, go. I was to the done for a few hours. by one p.m. I was done by one p.m. Yeah. I had to just drag myself back back to the car. Yeah. So uh, yes, uh, words to the wise: if you are theme parking this summer, uh, water over alcohol for sure. All right. Uh, moving on. Knott's Berry Farm is marking a morbid milestone. They are celebrating their fiftieth anniversary uh, of Knott's Scary Farm uh, this Halloween season, and they've got new mazes uh, with nods to some of their infamous haunts from years past. This is so exciting. This is so, I mean, it's such a great haunt. It's also just the haunt that started it all. We would have mm -hmm. nothing without not scary farm that goes all the way back. I mean, they first started with the monsters, the sliders. So it's so exciting. And then yeah. if you guys have been following with uh, midsummer scream last night was the knots presentation mm. and they announced a whole slew of extra stuff, like a really cool lounge fly. There's a new uh, not scary farm 50th book coming out. So this is the year. If you haven't gone to not scary farm, if you slept on it, this I think is the year to go. Your mind will be blown. You know, I I have uh, I've been to Universal's uh, out uh, Halloween out in Hollywood, but I have never been to Knott's Berry Farm, uh, and I I need I need to uh, because you're right. A lot of the traditions that we associate with theme park uh, haunt events in general 
were birthed at uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, 1973. Uh, on this day in 1973, the first Halloween haunt. Um, wow. Uh, so the dates for this year's event, uh, it is kicking off on September 21st. Um, so you've got the 21st through the 24th, the 28th through October 1st, uh, the 4th of October through the 8th, the 11th through the 15th, 18th through the 22nd, and the 25th all the way through Halloween night. Yes, um, and so they go deep into like their history within the mazes and mm -hmm. haunted houses, but you, you don't need to know any of that stuff. You could just go <laughs> and enjoy it for face value. But if you yep. are a not nerd like me, look up some of the curses of Calico. Look at these insane yep. presentations they used to do, like a witch hanging. You will enjoy it even infinitely more, but you will love it at face value too. You don't have to know all this nitty gritty stuff. Yeah. Um, here's another thing. Uh, single night admission is pretty reasonable. Um, there are all sorts of discounts available, and it starts at 60 bucks a night, uh, which is definitely cheaper than, say, Universal's uh, Halloween events. Yeah, uh, and there's so many monsters in the streets. Like, yeah, it's a little different if you're used to yeah. Universal's. There's so much fog. It's really every corner of the park, and you could be sitting on the bench, and a slider will come at you. I think they have something like yeah. – a thousand monsters or it's a really crazy high number you there's no way to really escape them and the fuck is really really thick but it's amazing if you love this you know i i feel like um i've, I've kind of said this before that over the years uh universal has made their scare actors um less aggressive um in part to make them less vulnerable but uh also less in your face less immersive and uh, i feel like um, a place like Knott's or uh, Bush Gardens also is kind of a little bit more old school uh, in, mm -hmm. in the way that they, you know, are, aren't as afraid to get in your face and really freak you out. Yeah. So uh, if you were looking for more information about Knott's, uh, KnottsScaryFarm.com. Uh, SeaWorld has given us uh, a little bit of a tease. They have kind of, sort of confirmed that they are building a new roller coaster for 2024. Uh, we have an article up online from John Self that kind of details the clues that they've been dropping. Uh, but it looks like they are going to have maybe a straddle coaster or a toboggan-style coaster uh, coming to the parks, uh, replacing what was the dark ride portion of the Antarctica penguin exhibit. Very cool. I mean, they're just like rocking and rolling. I mean, how are they churning them out this fast? You know, we had pipeline yeah. just open. Uh, it's exciting. I mean, they're definitely aggressive about their transition from Marine park to now, like we're a coaster kingdom. So it's very interesting, but I kind of love it to see how, you know, they're staying on top of it and they really have made that pivot and they're sticking to it. So the, the first uh, big clue was on July 21st. Uh, they made a little joke about Amazon Prime Day <laughs> and uh, showed that they've taken delivery of some roller coaster tracks uh, built in Switzerland, which is home to a number of uh, big coaster manufacturers. Um, and the, the clues kind of add up to a, a straddle coaster or a motorbike style coaster, 
Um, they've installed uh, one similar to these uh, in both Busch Gardens Williamsburg yep. and SeaWorld in San Diego. And they've got a habit of kind of reproducing a model or a style uh, in multiple parks. Um, so this is this is maybe going to be uh, I wouldn't look as anything as well themed or as elaborate as Hagrid's Magical Creatures or even uh, maybe Coaster. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Dark Coaster uh, has is a mostly an indoor ride. I think right. this one, I think this one's going to be a lot closer to this Arctic Rescue that they opened out in right. San Diego, uh, which is, um, you know, you're you're riding uh, what looks like a little kind of jet ski type vehicle. Um, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, closest to the sidecar, I think, of Hagrid more than mm -hmm. the uh the the upright bike sort of halfway in between um but that style you know family friendly uh it'll probably be a launch coaster but i'm not gonna look for anything super high speed nothing with inversions and there'll probably be a dark ride element to it reusing some of the antarctic uh area but mm, i think most of this is going to be outdoors not indoors it looks fun. My, it could be great if we get yeah, something like San Diego. It could be fun. Yeah. We've, we've had, I mean, we've had some mixed reviews from the San Diego one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a fairly mild family friendly, you know, it's accessible to a wide height range. Uh, but it's not, you know, no one is, is taking a vacation out there just, uh, just to ride that. Right. Um, so we will keep an eye out for more hints and clues from SeaWorld Orlando, uh, but look for that to be coming sometime in 2024. Wow, soon. And now for something completely different. Yes. Have you ever thought to, have you ever wondered to yourself, hmm, what are the most Instagrammable Disney snacks? Every well, wonder, day. Every single day. Every single Wonder day. no more, uh, <laughs> because someone uh, at the Disney Travel Planning Experts Magic Guides took the time to go through Instagram hashtags for over 50 food and drink options that are exclusive to the Disney parks uh, and counted up the numbers to find out which are the most Instagrammable snacks at Disney. Um, there is absolutely no attention paid here to which ones are the most Delicious. tasty, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which are the ones that just get Instagrammed and then thrown into the garbage immediately after the picture is taken. Uh, I have my opinion of, I know, I know which one I think that is. Um, but I think we can all agree. Uh, no one is throwing out a Dole Whip. Uh, that came in no at the top of the list. Number one, most Instagrammable snack. And I think also probably most of one, number one, most edible snack. Uh, the, the traditional pineapple flavored Dole Whip, uh, which is vegan, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, that that topped the list uh, with an average of 58,000 Google searches each month worldwide. Interesting. I mean, it hits uh, the spot. It's delicious. You know it. You love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you will never, ever go wrong with a Dole Whip. Um, however, uh, choice number two. Uh, the second most instant worthy treat, anyone? Uh, yes, Ooh. blue milk, blue milk from no, Star you. Wars Galaxy's Edge. 
which is certainly Instagrammable. It's tweetable. Um, I uh, I took I don't know a reel or a short or whatever back in the day um, of my opinion of blue milk, which was basically me taking one sip and instantly throwing the rest into absolutely. The hey, it should be a Bronco <laughs> wrapping number two, not blue milk. It doesn't even look that cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've also got green milk here at number four. I think, uh, yeah, I I would agree that the blue is slightly better than the slightly, green in, in, in the sense that I would slightly rather drink shampoo than conditioner, but I'd really <laughs> rather drink neither. Um, uh, number three is the classic Mickey oh. pretzel, which, yeah, that. That never goes wrong. Um, you know what? When you're in a pinch and you feel like your blood sugar dropping, even if yeah. the pretzel is like kind of stale, been sitting in there, get that little cheese cup and it does the trick. It serves its purpose. And I, you know, I did that. It was a couple of weeks ago. We just it, didn't have a chance to sit down, never ate, had yeah. half a Mickey pretzel each, and I was ready can't, to go. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Uh, Mickey waffles, um, Disney popcorn buckets. Ooh, always, yes. Mickey beignets, anything basically shaped as Mickey's head. Uh, people love eating the severed head of a beloved <laughs> mascot. Um, and I am glad to see this one uh, making the list, rounding out the end, the uh, Pandoran uh, signature drinks. These, um, the Night Blossom, um, mm. this uh, multi-layered drink. Uh, drink with the uh the popping boba on top i kind of i'm i'm low-key addicted to those so i'm yes, glad and that you made can it. get a better pretzel than a mickey pretzel there too yes you can you, well you can get the lumpia too which mm, to me i don't good. it's not particularly instagrammable it's not the prettiest thing but uh <laughs> if we're gonna make a list of most uh edible and one that i'm a little surprised did not make the list but it is on our list of six bang for your buck snacks at Disneyland, which you can find that article uh, on our website, is the classic Matterhorn macaroon. I have to have one of those every single time I'm at Disneyland. Uh, at uh, and you know what? It's like one of the best coconut macaroons ever. It's so always so fresh. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. It's never stale. Uh, yep. It's got just the right amount of frosting, and it's huge. Like you can share that and be just fine. So. Well, now I want to uh, start. <laughs> well, uh, I guess uh, next time uh, you're Instagramming in the parks, uh, uh, hashtag Attractions Magazine uh, for us, and we'll take a look uh, at what you are Instagramming uh, at the Disney parks. And uh, we're going to wrap up this news section uh, with some sad news from the Disneyland Resort, Fantasmic is going to return eventually. That's the good thing, but not until 2024. And saddest of all, not with Murphy. Uh, the big dragon is, at least for now, done. Yeah, this was a little shocking. Um, I personally don't know why it would return at all. I feel like it's a little different, you know, if Hollywood studios needs a nighttime spectacular, but Disneyland already has fireworks. You can go over to DCA and see world of color one. So for this to return kind of as a shadow of its former self, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't know. I was kind of torn on this. Yeah. Um, 
And from an operational point of view, I greatly appreciate what Phantasmic does in terms of drawing a large amount of mm -hmm. guests away from Main Street, away from Tomorrowland and kind of the whole east side of the park. Um, you know, the, the crowds on Main Street are bad enough as it is for the fireworks. If you did not have that Phantasmic perf uh, performance pulling a lot of people away who then wind up watching the fireworks from Res River of Main Street, right. um, the, the, the south and the east side of the park it become gridlocked. Uh, plus, it gives employment to a lot of live actors. You know, you don't need live performers to run uh, the fire, you know, the fireworks right. show or what it is on a lot of nights, just a projection show mm -hmm. um, or World of Color. Um, but you've got dozens and dozens of performers. I've I love Fantasmic, especially the California version. Not yes. a huge fan of the Florida version, though. I like the new version much better than the old one. Yes. I also um, feel like when I go in that theater, I'm trapped. You ever feel like that? <laughs> exactly. Yes. There. But at Disneyland, you're, you're not going in a theater. You're just in the park, you know? Uh, yes, I do, I do prefer it. I mean, I, I, they, they did a large refurb of uh, Fantasmic in Disneyland not that many years ago, updating the soundtrack, updating some of the scenes. Um, and to just ditch all that work and have it go completely, completely dark i think would be a shame i you know i i really i would love to see them come up with a new finale that is just as impressive in its own way and is not just mm -hmm. let's throw a dragon on a mist screen and uh hope maybe no one notices they'll surprise us yeah maybe they'll surprise now. us um but for now what we know is in in case uh in case you've been somehow hiding underneath uh, Tom Sawyer Island and missed the news, um, back on April 23rd, uh, the Maleficent Dragon animatronic known as Murphy accidentally caught fire. A um, little mishap with his flamethrower and the whole thing basically melted. Um, so uh, most of the other infrastructure of the island and the stage uh, survived pretty well. Uh, but still some damage. Um, and so it's going to take until spring of 2024. And wow. as always, spring can be anything from like early February <laughs> to like late May. Yes. Uh, but hopefully that will be up and running for the spring break crowds. Uh, it will not include the dragon figure when it comes back, but it will feature new special effects and a new climactic scene that will still have Sorcerer Mickey and Maleficent. Um, it will probably be a poor actor strapped on a cherry picker, uh, waving their arms around wildly as yeah. <laughs> uh, projection mapping goes off. Um, but uh, it, it'll be something. And yes. uh, until that happens, right now in the evenings, they have put Queenie and the Jambalaya Jazz Band yep. uh, out on a... Uh, a float, one of the the rafts that they use to transport over to Tom Sawyer Island, and have them doing jazz band concerts. So not quite as big a draw uh, as uh, as Fantasmic is. Um, the good news is uh, it should make uh, foot access to like Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion a lot easier if you want yep. to hit those in the evening because like trying to go to those rides when phantasmic's going on is a nightmare it's a nightmare <clears> clock, <throat> um, you know 
Impossible. But you are also going to see bigger crowds in the fireworks uh, from the main viewing locations on Main Street and also crowds around um, like Tomorrowland. Um, it, a lot of the uh, the draw that Fantasmic would pull people out, you're not going to have that. Um, so adjust your touring plan accordingly. And uh, check out our videos on YouTube if you are nostalgic about uh, the old show and uh, want to see it with Murphy. <laughs> R.I.P. Murph. R.I.P. All right. So that is going to bring us to uh, the end of the news. Uh, before we get into this week's main attraction, uh, we are going to hear a quick word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at MEI-Travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. All right, you guessed it. Yay. This main attraction. Uh, if you were annoyed that Universal was not giving you a steady stream, drip, 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 <laughs> of Halloween Horror Nights announcements, well, here it is. They just dumped it all on you in a bucket. We have the full, complete lineup for Halloween Horror Nights 2023, which is kicking off ever so soon on September 1st yes. and running through November 4th. We've also got some updated Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood announcements. Uh, we got all the houses, all the scare zones, a live show to go through. Um, we honestly, if we went in depth into each of these, we would be here for an hour. So we're just going to try to fly through them in about 10, 15 minutes um, and give some hot takes. Uh um, we already knew uh, that we were going to have a Chucky house. They announced Chucky yes. as part of the event way back when, but now we know it's called Chucky Ultimate Kill Count and is based on uh, both the USA sci-fi TV series and the original films. Um, and uh, they say that this is giving him the starring role in his own haunted house for the first time. I could have sworn there was a Chucky haunted house years yes. ago. So I think the haunted house is part of the story. So oh. I think this. The descriptions are a little that's weird kind of meta. All right. Website. In the press release, it was a little bit more detailed. And also, uh, if anyone listens to the Discover Universal podcast, I haven't uh -huh. listened to it yet, but they just dropped like an in-depth oh, episode. Okay on this so i need to go listen to it but i yes there was one so this is like the haunted house is part of the storyline i think i gotta listen to it uh next up is the exorcist believer and uh i had i had gotten hints that there would be an exorcist haunted house but i had assumed it would just be a reproduction of the exorcist house they did a few years ago just like right. they've they've done uh, american and werewolf uh, multiple times but no this is uh based on the all new film kicking off a new blumhouse franchise and this is kind of two birds with one stone because i was like 
Is there going to be an exorcist house? Is there going to be a Blum house? Well, Blum house is the exorcist house. Yes. Um, we can't see so, the movie before HHN starts, so I'm a little sad. Yeah, yeah. This is so the basically the house is going to be one big spoiler because the movie does not hit theaters until October 13th. Um, but you are going to be able to experience in haunted house form uh, on September 1st. Um, next up, we knew there would be a, a Universal Monsters uh, house. They've been using their classic monsters uh, for several years now. But uh, this year, the theme is Unmasked. It's very clever because it is taking uh, several um, Universal villains that are known for their masks there's the phantom of the opera mm-hmm. um there's uh the invisible man um and uh there's going to be the hunchback of notre dame and dr jekyll and mr hyde all battling each other underground in paris the catacombs of paris. catacombs oh my god this yeah. sounds so good <laughs> yes well, you know, the Catacombs uh, haunted house that they did years and years ago, which mm-hmm. was not a Universal Monsters, uh, it was non-IP. Uh, that was one of my favorite houses of all time. So if they can combine that aesthetic yes. with like Phantom of the Opera and Hunchback, that'll be special. Um, so uh, previously, we already knew that we were going to get The Last of Us and Stranger Things. Uh, but we also got confirmation on some original houses that yes. are really interesting. Um, what I think is interesting is that uh, a couple of these uh, um, houses and scare zones are tying together a kind of a new icon who's always been there in the background, mm-hmm. Dr. Oddfellow. Uh, if you know yes. the history of Jack the Clown, who mm-hmm. is... Uh, Universal's most popular icon over the years. Um, He was kind of created, his backstory uh, was that he was part of this traveling carnival run by Dr. Oddfellow. So he was kind of like his boss, essentially. Exactly, exactly. Now now we're going to kind of see, you know, we've gotten glimpses of him over the years, but we've never really gone in depth into this character. Yes, so So I I think he first appeared in like 10, but... Yeah. Now it seems like it's his time to shine. Like you said, he's getting house treatment. He's getting scare zone treatment. So I'm really excited about this because I kind of love like carnies and like the demented carny thing. And of course yeah. we all love Jack. So Jack yes. murdered him, right? In the story. Well, you know, it, we don't have a uh, confirmation on yeah. uh, whether Jack, I, I've got to believe there's got to be a, at least a Jack Easter egg, if not a cameo appearance. Uh, may, maybe it'll be like one of those things uh, where you go through and one time he's there and one time he's not. And people talk about, hey, did you see Jack? Or not? <sighs> Can't wait. So we'll see. But so Dr. Oddfellow is getting his own uh, house. There is going to be, I think this is so cool, a... A haunted house based on dueling dragons uh, called mm-hmm. uh, Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate. A horrifying twist to the sinister battle between fire and ice. And if you have not been around Universal long enough to remember what Dueling Dragons was before yeah. we had the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, when the Lost Continent had that whole area of Islands of Adventure, um, there was the Dueling Dragons roller coaster, uh, which became the dragon challenge roller coaster was still an okay roller coaster um a a very good roller coaster 
uh, until it stopped dueling, and then it was an okay roller coaster. Right. Uh, I, I still like Hagrid's better as an overall experience, but there was nothing like the queue of dueling dragons. Uh, and I it was filled with skeletons and skulls and bizarre combinations. And there was you could hear a dragon behind a wall that was like banging and growling. And it was so creepy. Even like I'll, I'll never forget this as a kid. Even the kid swap was fully themed. And I remember I just have vivid yes. memories like yes, dropping absolutely. my sister off there. And I was like, this is the scariest kid swap ever. <laughs> And one of my uh, one of my favorite memories of when Universal first was building and opening Islands of Adventure, I was an employee then, and we got to do various previews and testing of all of the attractions. And I remember walking through uh, for the first time the full queue of dueling dragons and just walking and walking. And the that queue was so long. Like, the Hagrid's queue is still very right. long, but they've actually subdivided it in order to have um, express and single rider. So you actually went through a bit more when there was only a standby queue. Um, and I remember walking through it with a group of people and having one person behind me say, oh, my God, this is amazing. We should do a, 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 a Horror Nights house in this queue. And Michael oh, Mormon, Michael Mormon, who's the uh, one of the 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 directors of entertainment uh for universal then was right ahead of me and said oh no we, we couldn't do that we'd never do that in here <laughs> and so to finally <laughs> all these years <laughs> all these years later to finally have a a haunted house bringing back to life uh dueling dread that is hands down what i am most excited for so, so what i am most excited for is an adorable maybe murderous yeti <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be saying, just get ready. I'm going to be saying Yeti or not. Here I come during HHM. Yeti or not. A lot. I, uh, this is set I, in the I, 1950s. I, it's going to be so cool. Yes, it's going to, and they do such a good job when they do these kind of wilderness, like indoor forest kind of environments. Um, it, like, if anything could dethrone the HHN bear, I think it will be the HHN Yeti, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, one that we don't really know a whole lot of. Uh, I heard this one referred to as Crossroads, uh, kind of ref um, inspired by the legend of Robert Johnson, who was a, a blues guitarist who was rumored to have sold his soul to the devil. This is the darkest deal. Darkest deal. Darkest yeah. deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I think there's going to be kind of like a, a, a southern blues feel to it uh yes. don't really know a lot of details so it says it takes place in the mississippi delta mm -hmm. and he is going to uh sell his soul for musical glory so mm -hmm. that could be good that could be really cool and this one our our last one blood moon dark offering uh involves a colonial cult making blood sacrifices to the blood moon um, sounds a bit like like the Roanoke one that we had a few years ago. Um, anytime we have crazy colon, uh, you know, cr cr crazy colonizers, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, but um, the scare zones, we already touched on the fact that Doctor Oddfellow is going to be kind of a mm -hmm. running theme throughout all the scare zones, and I love that. I know we have gotten away from the overarching icon in the last few years that Halloween Horror Nights itself is the icon is what the, the designers tell us. I like having a theme that kind of 
ties together. If you don't care about it, you don't have to pay attention to it. Um, but it's kind of under the surface. And I love that. I like it too, because it's also fun to dress up with themes. So you could do some really yeah, cool. So if you you want to be, if you want to go Dr. Oddfellow bounding this year. Uh, yes. You know, get those red and white striped pants. <laughs> so he's got a, uh, he's got one that's just themed straight out to him. So Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horrors. Uh, there's a dark Zodiac with signs of the Zodiac come to life. Jungle of Doom, which this is kind of a deep cut back when uh, Horror Nights was at Islands of Adventure. They had a uh, Jurassic Park area haunt called Jungle of Doom. So this is uh, maybe a callback to that. Mm -hmm. I think, wasn't uh, there was a foam part too? I, re I remember. Oh, yes. yes Tweaks was... and Foons in yes. Toon Lagoon, where they like had a waist deep foam party. Uh, that was so fun. That poor maintenance crew yeah. uh, trying to clean that up. Oh. At 3 a.m. Um, yeah, right. And uh, this one is definitely going to be the like selfie station um, uh, haunt where like people just treated as a giant photo op vamp 69 summer of blood uh you know i loved the 50s themed vamp that they had uh, a few years ago there was yeah. a 90s one that was like okay but uh they've kind of reproduced it's like a woodstock style stage that they've got out there and i'm it's sure they're going to be like vampire yeah. musicians up there it looks great and uh shipyard 32 horrors unhinged um this looks interesting to me because anytime they do a haunted ship or haunted uh docks or harbors it is always so good hello last year that was yeah, one yeah. the most visually stunning house i'm so yeah. excited um in terms of the experiences there's going to be a new version of the nightmare fuel revenge nightmare fuel show uh this is traditionally been in the fear factor live stadium uh it's called revenge dream this year um and i bet you it'll be the same sort of thing with some tweaked magic tricks and some new dancing and people it's a good show. It's fun. Pie around. It's, like, it's yeah. very yeah it's a lot of fun it's got great energy it's got pyro it's got aerial performers it's got music that will make your ears bleed there is no mention whatsoever of a lagoon show this year no um, we are still we've seen work going on on that lagoon uh for months um it, you know it took hurricane damage last year and right. uh never been the same since um the nighttime the daily regular nighttime lagoon show has been put to bed permanently and we know that they're working on something new uh but apparently there will be i guess unless there's a surprise announcement later there will not be a lagoon show this year which is a bit of a shame uh and i had you know i'd seen on some speculation maps uh thoughts of maybe putting a show of some sort on hollywood where they set up a stage for the um rock the universe and and uh mm -hmm and the grad events, but it uh, doesn't look like anything happening there. Right. Uh, another bit of a surprise, the Tribute Store uh, is going to be themed to a New York City comic book shop. And a lot of people think that means that it is moving back to New York, back to next to the mummy. Um, now, I was just at the park, uh, and they were using the extended queue of the mummy as extended queue for the mummy. 
right. so if they want to put a tribute store in there, they've got to stop doing that and start building it like now. Yes. So, um, and then uh, it begs the question, what happens to the current tribute store in Hollywood that's right now themed to Jurassic Park? Could so, stay open longer. Yep. Mu musical chairs with the tribute stores. <laughs> Uh, I am glad to see that the Dead Coconut Club, uh, aka Red Coconut Club, is coming back. Uh, they'll have a new theme and a new menu. And speaking of menus, they've got all sorts of new food and beverage items coming back this year, along with what I think is a kind of controversial option. Um, I think we need to talk just for one minute here. Uh, I know you've got to run. You have to run. But... Uh, Boy, they've got this thing called Taste of Terror. And um, Carly, how much would you pay for before Halloween has even started, before there is any uh, haunted houses to see or shows to experience, how much would you pay just to go into the park for a couple hours and have all you can eat samples of the food and beverages that are coming to, ha to Halloween Horror Nights? Okay. So a lot I would pay. First off. Uh, secondly, HHN, there's so much going on that if you are just going for one time, I mean, usually I will go at least a few times to experience everything. It is impossible. Mm -hmm. It's now turned into like a Disney after hours event where you have to really strategically plan like, okay, I'm going to hit these houses. I'm going to do stay and scream. Then yeah. you add in that there's last year, there was over a hundred different specialty food and drinks. And a lot of us, you know, that frequent the Orlando parks, we love the food festivals, SeaWorld, Disney. Mm -hmm. HHN now is basically its own like food and wine festival. And I know people last year that started going that didn't do the houses at all and would just mm -hmm. do the eats. So last, I was doing a story last year about some of my favorite foods. So I sampled like as much as I could opening weekend. I think mm -hmm. I spent out of my own pocket over $300 and like, that wasn't scratching the surface. Okay. So for the people that love the food element of this, I think paying a hundred and I think it's $169. Yes. Uh, Plus admission. Go, you also have to have regular daytime. Correct. Admission. This is definitely uh, targeted towards a niche person. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the niche here is uh, one people who are really obsessed with um, the Halloween Horror Nights food, which um, to me is often very creative. Uh, but it is often either over sugared or over salted <laughs> and, um, you know, definitely uh, a lot more about the the name and the appearance sometimes than, than the mm -hmm. taste, though there has has been some really good, good stuff. Um, I think this yes. is like this sounds to me like like a media event where like you usually like we would be invited to one of these things so we could like take pictures and write about this is like if you're a blogger or a vlogger uh and you're not invited to media events i think that they're trying to monetize you uh yes and you get to go into like yes you get to go into soundstage 33 which is the private event space that's like just past jimmy fallon there's a photo <laughs> opportunity which makes me think yep. there's going to be like a scare actor there'll probably be a handful of scare yeah. actors yeah and speaking of scare this this is kind of like we used to have the scare actor dining as mm -hmm. as like a a pre-event option uh and there has been no sign of that this year it does not look like the, the scare actor dining is is coming back 
So this is yeah. sort of the substitute for it at a much, also, much higher price point. Yeah, this is before HHN starts. So I, oh, yeah. like, I yeah. I'm ready for spooky season to start now. So I am going to try to go to the first night, which is August 10th, because I'm ready for it to begin. So if you are excited, which, you know, the HHN community is fierce. They love it. Give us more. I think this is a great event and I think it'll do well. And, you know, again, it's a niche oh, I'm, I'm, person. I'm sure it'll do. Yeah, it is definitely a niche event. Uh, I personally would love if uh, we could see them opening up the food booths during the afternoons uh, before the event starts. Yes. Like give us a preview, maybe the 27 through the 31st um right. and it's like nice. some stuff open you know the universal festivals you know you never really know the times of when things yeah. are opening some stuff opens early so if you have your heart yeah. set on something it's never a guarantee but i think yeah it should yeah a lot some days especially on busier nights they do get those open um in the in the afternoons but uh you know it's a staffing issue a lot of the time mm -hmm. um, they just they don't have enough bodies to man all of these booths um and there's I also wouldn't. I also wouldn't mind seeing them try a mobile order system uh, because the booths lines can get really long. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, but we shall see. So <clears throat> um, there are uh, there's so much more Halloween Horror Nights to talk about. There's exclusive experiences uh, at Cabana Bay. Um, there's going to be a, a Chucky's Twisted Playground photo illusion experience. Um, yes, and, and now all uh, the hotels will get in on the action for the first time. Yes, yes, um, and they are also, you know, the tickets, the frequent fear, the rush of fear, the uh, t behind the screams, everything is on sale now. RIP tours are selling out quick. Um, if if you want to go on a popular night and you haven't gotten yours yet, you you oh. might be out of luck. Um, I booked it but, the first day it became available and they said yep. like there was already a ton already booked. Yep. Um, Halloweenhorrornights.com is the place for all the information about Universal Orlando's Horror Nights as well as the one in Hollywood, uh, which, as I mentioned, we've got confirmation on Chucky for them, Exorcist for them, and Universal Monsters all going to be in uh, on both coasts. So all uh, the IPs are the same, essentially. Yes, a lot of sharing this year. Yes, but there are subtle differences in the houses. <laughs> you know, they're just a little like Blumhouse last year, just a little slightly different. Uh, but I like the original houses are different for the most yeah. part at Hollywood, which I'm excited to hear about those. Yeah, I I say you know traditionally um, Hollywood often had better um, masks and makeup effects, whereas Universal would have better sets. Um, Hollywood, a lot of time, would have a lot of black walls uh, yeah. and kind of empty hallways. They have stepped up their game a bit in the last couple of years and improved. Still, I don't think quite up to um, the level of Orlando, but th they've leveled up. And it's always interesting if you are bi-coastal to uh, get to experience a house on both coasts. Uh, and be able to uh, kind of compare the differences. Oh, yeah. Their their original IPs last year were amazing. The La Lorna House mm -hmm. was amazing. Yes. The Haunted Hotel, that old school hotel, amazing. All right. So that brings us uh, to the end of yet another episode. Um, before we go, uh, we need to take a very brief look back into the comments from today's episode. 
Um, and just we had uh, visits from Enwiser saying hi. Uh, Vince Lamb seeing, saying good morning. Uh, Simone Cruz watching from the Philippines. Ooh, love it. Uh, Gustav Christensen, we love you too. Uh, morning to you, Cliff Flicks. Um, and uh, Michael Bingham, of course. Uh, welcome, as always. Um, and uh, Magic City Mayhem chiming in on Chucky. Uh, <laughs> on the He says that on the podcast, they described the Chucky house as Chucky not liking the fact that people are actually getting murdered in the house. Uh, so he kills everyone and takes possession of the dolls. Okay. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow because I'm still a little confused. Yeah. Um, uh, who else do we have? Uh, oh, and uh, he, my, Magic City Ma'am also says we are going Ooh. to get to see Jack get murdered in the Oddfellow house and to see Jack give Oddfellow his scar. Uh, Thrill Geek and I are on the same page. Yay. The hype is real for the Dueling Dragon's House. It is apparently going to have four different endings. I love when they have multiple endings. Um, <laughs> and you will not have to go through metal detectors. <laughs> this is a genius. Uh, no one, no one's going to lose an eye. No one's <laughs> going to lose an eye. Um, uh, you know, uh, we did talk about the uh, show, the Lagoon show, and I had also thought that that drone testing that we saw a while back might have had something to do with that show. But uh, no, uh, I guess not. Um, but uh, we do know uh, I, I did neglect in that 160 something bucks you're paying for the uh, tasting event. You do get a blinky cup. Ooh. And a special Halloween freestyle cup along with but that. No uh, alcohol is included, which I'm a little bummed. Well, okay, so so I was confused. It said a hosted bar. Now, not a, it didn't say a cash bar. It said a hosted oh, bar. I, Norm I normally a hosted the fine bar. print. The fine yeah. print. I'm almost confident it said you have to pay for alcoholic beverages. Oh, I, I mean, it's to pay 160. We'll have to check into that because yeah. to pay 160 bucks and still have to pay for alcohol mm -hmm. does not seem reasonable to me. Um, and uh, and Weiser, uh, I I think we mentioned this in a past episode. Yeah. I did get to see Six the Musical. I'm glad you got to see it. Uh, I saw it on tour, um, and uh, actually, know folks who were involved with the version on the cruise ships um, that goes on. That's on the Norwegian cruise line. Um, yeah, really surprised me. Fun show. Uh, great energy. Uh, I'm definitely not the target target age demographic yes. <laughs> for it, but I really like the music. There's uh, some catchy tunes. All right. Well, uh, thank everyone for joining us. Uh, we want to thank, thank once you. again our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Remind everyone, please give us a rating and a review. Uh, follow us on attractionsmagazine.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and Carly Caramata on Twitter. Um, I am, I guess, not on Twitter anymore because now I'm on X uh, <laughs> oh, or, uh, <laughs> or or Threads or whatever uh, at the Unofficial Guides at S. Kuberski. Uh, just search for Attractions Magazine on your favorite socials, wherever you are. And until next week, we hope you, say, you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we'll see you again next time. Bye.